Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I got him, Ballara. I just had dinner with the Obama, what did you do? Hop up on Twitter talking about the stuff you don't do. Rock off a lawn, shorty, cause that is what you gon' do. Sabiato, New Balance, some style. Third down and six, right up the gut. That is Gibson, and he is gone. Third of the ball game for the rookie Antonio Gibson. Farms at the farms, all you hear is oi. One time for BDR, we just try to see you out. I used to be with Nas, beating Murray City up. Why should you talk to one respect the battle? Picked up, and Mullins fumbles the football. Washington has it back. Chase Young, they're chasing him down the sideline. And Chase Young has a Washington touchdown. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast, too soon. Been living like no fans, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. But I'ma hop in this point and knock a fool. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Burgundy Network Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Josh Taylor. Joining me down there is Brian Murphy, my co-host. And we have a very special guest this afternoon, Lake Lewis Jr., Washington football insider, TV analyst, and owner of Sports Journey. Lake, how you doing today, sir? I'm good. Appreciate you guys having me back on. Absolutely. Lake, mm-hmm. I just got done saying it seems like every single day we have a new rumor with another quarterback involved with Washington. I think you can agree with us. We are just beyond ready to get this situation figured out. What about you? Yeah, I think so. And I think the the route that they're going to take is uh, I really feel like they're going to draft someone. Um, you know, it could be a Kyle Trask, someone maybe in the second round, third round. Um, I don't think you're going to see a big flurry of movement from this team to move up in the draft to get a quarterback or or, or even, you know, make, you know, headway with uh, Russell Wilson or uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, they would just have to mortgage too much. And, you know, when you're a young football team that's had a little bit of success, they won the division last year, you, you know, you, you have to look at it like, do you really want to break up what's working for you right now when, you know, over the past two, three decades, they haven't had, you know, a plethora of young talent that they could grow with every year. If something positive happened for, you know, this team in the offseason, it was because of some older veterans. And maybe if they went out and got another older veteran, maybe they could turn the corner. And we saw that that didn't work. So now you've got young players in the building. Just continue to grow with those guys, add a couple more pieces during the draft, maybe a quarterback. Or you just hope that you caught lightning in a bottle with uh, Taylor Heineke, which I think a lot of us feel like probably will be their opening day quarterback. So let's start there. Let's let's start with our current situation, like I said, with Taylor Heineke. You have to, you know, think that there's some kind of, you know, trust and they like what they saw with them offering that two-year contract. Um, the base deal was around like $4.7 million. There's obviously incentives and stuff like that if he starts a season. A contract like that, a lot of people right out the gates were like, all right, cool, he's our starter. And I'm kind of like, hold on, guys. Like, that's, that's backup money in the league. Like, you can't jump the gun and say he's QB1. There's so much going on still. You spent a fifth round pick on Kyle Allen and he's a exclusive rights free agent right now. That's honestly the first thing I thought about was, okay, Heineke has his contract. We're reaching that free agency period. What do you think that means for Kyle Allen, who is an ERFA, like I just said? I mean, you know, I, I know they like Kyle Allen quite a bit. 
um, you know, but he's had a propensity to be injured. And, you know, you can't win games in this league if your quarter, your starting quarterbacks are always injured. Um, Taylor Heineke, his style of play kind of scares me a little bit because, you know, he, he's kind of a, a, a gambler out there and he'll run mm-hmm. and make some plays as we saw against Tampa. Um, so, but he's also a smaller, smaller frame guy. So you hope right. that, you know, he told us that he wanted to put on some weight this off season, which I think he is doing, but you just hope that his style of play doesn't get him injured as well. You know, as far as the, the, the quarterback room, I mean, Kyle Allen has a chance to compete. I mean, let's just call it like it is. Oh, yeah. Um, it was his job kind of before he got injured. <laughs> you know, they were going that direction. So I, I just think with, with the, what they have, obviously, we know Alex won't be back. You know, they've got guys that they believe can run this offense, can run Scott Turner's offense. They have history in it. Uh, but can they can they can they run this offense at a, an efficient high level that'll get them back in the playoffs? That'll you know remains to be seen. Yeah, to me the biggest question is like how much faith do you have in those two guys? And you know we've heard Ron say let's not mortgage the future, and people are saying all right cool we're going to get Russ we're going to get Deshaun, and then reports come out Washington has never been. First of all, the Texans aren't taking any calls into Deshaun right. Watson. They need to start. But that's that's for a whole other episode. Uh, but for Washington, it just seems like we haven't been in that sweepstakes. But we have heard some other names pop up, um, and you know, also worth noting, obviously Kyle. I mean, um, Alex Smith being released. I have one question I want to ask you on that because there was word that Washington would wait until June to possibly save even more money. So I was kind of surprised it happened so soon because you know there were some things floating around. Oh, they're going to wait. What was your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, and this this was a situation which is normally in a, in a perfect world, yes, you do wait. You wait so you can save some money on your cap. But we're talking about a guy that, that gave up a lot, you know, for this organization in his brief time here. And I think they let him go early so that, you know, he could find an opportunity to see if he can latch on somewhere else. I, I, I'm all but telling you guys right now, he's going to Jacksonville. I mean, that's yeah. just – Urban Meyer connection yeah, from Utah. Yeah, I, I, I'd be shocked if Alex Smith is not, uh, you know, the backup quarterback in Jacksonville, and he, he'd be a perfect professional and, you know, guy to kind of show, you know, Trevor Lawrence how to get it done, you know. Um, so not saying that he's going to Jacksonville to start. <laughs> no, right. he's going to Jacksonville to be a mentor. And, and, and literally, in a perfect world, he would never hit the football field again for anyone. Um, and that's not being insulting. That's just, you know, where we are with this right now, you know. Um, but again, yeah, I think that Washington did, did a good move by that, you know, maybe not for their own cap book, but just, just showing a guy on the way out, you know, Hey, we do appreciate what you did for us. And, you know, you, you, you gave up a lot, let alone, you almost gave up your life out here. So, you know, I thought it was a class act by them to make that move and give Alex Smith, you know, ample time this off season to find a new home. Yeah. Well, speaking of another guy that, that's coming off a pretty gruesome leg injury, one guy that we haven't even mentioned yet, uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, I know there's there's probably some fans out there that, that are hoping somehow that he would switch teams in the NFC East. Uh, we know that for whatever reason, for half a second, he followed Washington football on Instagram or whatever that was all <laughs> yeah, about. Didn't last uh, long. <laughs> are, are, you, are you on the same uh, wavelength with me that they're going to either franchise him or, or get a long-term deal done in Dallas? Is there any way that he becomes a free agent? No, no, no. I mean, Dallas is just Dallas. These are, you know, I, I, I hate to 
you know, relate the two organizations together because I think Washington has far superseded Dallas now as far as yeah. how they're going about their business. But Dallas is still caught up in the tabloids. You know, they it's it's almost like they want to be the offseason uh, Super Bowl champion and stay in the in, in the limelight. For 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 their uh, marketing team to not put Dak Prescott in any of their videos, um, hype videos, that that was that was a Good disaster. Point. And uh, yeah. for them to say don't look into it, I mean, of course I'm going to look into it. And that's your franchise quarterback. That's <laughs> yeah. the the most important person on your roster, and he's not in any of your videos. I mean, that's just bad look for Dallas. But that's what Dallas does to stay relevant, as far yeah. as you know, always have their name in headlights, but. The last time I looked, it's been a long time since the Dallas Cowboys have won a Super Bowl as well. So that's the nature of the business. Um, I think as far as Washington, if they can keep their head down the way they've been doing things over the past year, um, the sky's the limit on this part, how far this organization can go. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, I, I was going to say a quick follow-up to that. If for whatever reason they're dumb enough to let Dak out, do you immediately fly down there and get him to come to Washington? I mean, you got to listen. You have to see. I mean, listen, if Washington, if it, I'm not Ron Rivera, but if Ron Rivera was sitting right next to me on this couch, he would say the same thing. If we can sign a franchise type of quarterback, I don't care how much money it costs to get him, and we don't have to lose a player in the process. This is a rich organization. This is an organization where the owner has shown he's got deep pockets. So, right. If, if you told Washington that they could get Deshaun Watson, uh, that they could get um, Dak Prescott, or they could get Russell Wilson, and they don't have to lose anyone on their roster, but they have to pay these guys, you know, two fifty, three hundred million plus, they're going to do it. <laughs> I, yeah. and I I would too, but I don't see any of those quarterbacks in this uniform next year yeah. at all. <laughs> well, especially with the cap next year too, like this is the year to just spend a lot, like just go all in and then next year i think the capital will be even more um so you have kind of some leeway there and i will say it, it speaks volumes for dallas to not pay dak last year and then he gets hurt and then everyone's just like dallas what are y'all doing you should have paid your guy now he has this gruesome injury and he's right back in the same situation like all eyes are on y'all and they're just kind of like uh like we kind of look bad now um so yeah. i feel like pressure is going to be all on them to just go all in on dak and get that long-term deal done even though he wants to get paid mahomes like numbers which is uh, well, a little insane. I mean, he, he knows he's not going to get paid Mahomes no. numbers, but he's mm-hmm. throwing that out there so that he can get the highest amount possible. You guys know oh, how yeah. that works. You go high, yeah. and all they can do is go lower, but it's still going to be more than what you probably were worth in the first place. Right. So it's a <laughs> exactly. smart strategy on his part. And I, and I think ultimately at the end of the day, he's probably asking for more than he knows he's worth because I think he I, I think there is a little bit of Dak that's trying to give it back to Dallas just a little bit. You know, He's trying to jab them just Should have paid bit. me. Because they they hung him out there a little bit. Um, you know, this is similar to what we saw here with Kirk Cousins. You know, um, I was yeah. one of those that kept saying, you cannot pay this guy franchise quarterback money. But they kept doing it and tagging him every year. So they yeah. were technically paying him franchise money. But I just think as far as getting locked, in, locked into a long term, I didn't think Kirk Cousins was going to be the answer for this team to take him to a, you know, playoff Super Bowl type situation. But I do think Dak Prescott is that guy for Dallas. And it would Agreed. be it would be I, I if Dallas loses Dak Prescott in any kind of capacity, mm. um, I don't think they're gonna be able to recover for that for five years. I, I think that they will literally become a seller dweller 
Um, I know that they, you know, I think they would pick fifth or something. So they have a chance to grab a quarterback, you know, if if they're trying to see, maybe we're trying to, you know, draft a quarterback and have that rookie salary. um, And that way we can pay some other guys that are going to be coming up for contract extensions, but you got to pay the face of your franchise and Dak Prescott's a class act on top of that. So I, I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I would love to have him here, but I, I just don't see it happening. Now, there's been plenty of options that are very possible. So let's just go through a list of just some of the top guys that have been mentioned um, that, you know, that have been mentioned for Washington possibly being interested in. And the top one is Cam Newton. I want to start out with him um, because there's a lot of mixed feelings with him. I want to hear your opinion on Cam Newton and his performance this season. Wasn't the best. People saying his arm is shot. Some people say maybe it was a system with New England. I kind of agree with that because you're going from Tom Brady, Jarrett Stidham type quarterback to then Cam Newton, who's possibly one of the you know top red zone quarterbacks in the league right now, and especially on his feet. Like it's a completely different system than what you're used to with Tom Brady and Jarrett Stidham, I mean, like these non-mobile quarterbacks. How do you think he really did this season just watching him? Do you think it's the old Cam in Carolina or is this kind of the back end of Cam's career? I mean, naturally, it is the back end of his career, but he still has some good football left in him. He did some things well up in New England last year, considering, you know, and I think a lot of people really have to kind of pump the brakes a little bit when they talk about how he struggled in that system. First of all, it was the first system he's been in outside of what he's always been in. You know, for his whole career, he didn't have OTAs, didn't have training camp, mini camp, preseason. None of that, you know, so you go into a very intricate system that's more about check downs and things of that nature, which aren't necessarily the strength of his game anyway. Um, he's a big arm guy and a guy that likes to move out, move around and get out where their offense is predicated on the quarterback getting rid of the ball within two seconds. You know, that's just not his game. Uh, if you had talked to me at this time last year, I would have been telling you Washington would have been in a different situation had they signed Cam Newton. And I really felt like they should have signed Cam Newton last year. I also thought, you know, there were times this year during the season, I kept telling people, especially at games in the press box, I would tell people, how different would this football team look if Cam Newton was the quarterback and Adrian Mm. Peterson was still here? Um, We had two old-time guys that I think would have taken this offense a little over the top, you know. They would have done some things. But with all that said, you know, as far as bringing Cam in here now, I think it may make more sense without Alex Smith on the roster. Uh, you know, just because you, th- those are two alphas, you know, regardless of how you see it, whether where they are at this point in their careers, I just didn't think it would have made sense to have both of them on the roster. But now that Alex is gone, listen, I mean, there's a lot of free agent quarterbacks out there, but why not go get a guy that you're familiar with why not go get a guy that you won with and had some success with and see what he can do if he if he doesn't beat out Heineke or if he doesn't beat out, uh, you know, Kyle Allen or maybe even Steven Montez, who, who knows, you know, then you know who your quarterback is because somebody would have been playing all the other guys out and you let the chips fall where they may. So I'm not opposed to them going and getting Cam, but I doubt that they're going to do that, though. Yeah, and, and real quick on, on Cam, the – you got to look at it. He kept them around 500. I think they finished seven and nine. So there's something to be said about that. And I, I know they played a couple of close games. 
And then also that Patriot team had a lot of guys opt out for this past season. So they it could did. be a totally he different had no team. Weapons. Right. He really had yeah. no weapons no. on offense. And... That that yeah, exactly. And you mentioned no uh offseason and all that. Um, I just hope that Cam Newton, I mean, I would I would love to to look at him, but I hope that they exhaust all other options or at least a couple other options before sure. going after that. I agree. Yeah, as you can tell behind me, I'm obviously not the biggest Cam Newton fan with <laughs> Alabama decked out. I've I've never been a scam Newton fan. Um, but my thing is like, I'm not, I'm not counting the guy out, but the one thing I keep thinking of is we were kind of in this situation last year. We needed a quarterback. We didn't sign Cam Newton. We see how cheap new England got him. Did not getting him last year kind of say, Hey, we're, we're still standing strong on that. We're not going to get him this year. Or do you think because we did let Alex Smith go, we're kind of in the, well, maybe it's not a bad idea if the price is right kind of thing. See, I think that that I think the latter, what you just said, is where the, the way they should be thinking. You know, you really don't have a, a a veteran that's in that locker room now. I mean, Heineke and Allen, they've been in the league now. I mean, before, so yes, they have that kind of veteran status. But I mean, a veteran that's won, a veteran that that that's that's done something literally in the league. And you know, say what you want about Alex Smith. I've told everyone from day one when he got here. The guy's a winner. He's a flat-out winner. Maybe he hasn't won the big game, but he's always been a quarterback that's a playoff-caliber quarterback, and he's all the teams that he's played for have been in the playoffs. And don't think that that 5-1 and one starting record that he had this year didn't play a part in this team making the playoffs. Of course it, of course it did. Absolutely. But, yeah, but with him not being on the roster, you know, even if you were to go out and draft another quarterback, you still don't have that veteran guy that can say, Hey guys, listen, this is how we need to get it done. This is how this is supposed to, you know, transpire on the field, blah, blah, blah. And and that's where I think a Cam Newton could come into play. So I don't, I don't think it's dead. I just, I agree with you guys that I think they need to exhaust every option before they just go make that move. If they're going to do it. Yeah. It's just a bunch of young bucks trying to figure out how to be a leader, like as a quarterback together. And that, that kind of confuses things and you don't have that definitive, like, Hey, this is the guy. And we heard that throughout the season. People are like, Hey, when, when 11's under center, like we know what's going on. We, Alex Smith just controls the whole offense. Yeah. Well, and there's, there's something to be said to have that veteran presence, even if he's not playing a lot. I mean, I just saw a report that Chase Daniels getting looks because of how valuable you know, it is to have a guy. No, no, no. I get, I get your I reaction, yeah. but I'm saying the veteran presence, a guy that has taken those reps, that's been in the league for a long time. I mean, there's something to be said about that. Like you're saying, the veteran presence where Taylor Heineke and Kyle Allen don't exactly have that. No. Yeah, I'm they saying. said people are looking for him just because he learned something from Drew Brees. That's that's literally yeah, one tweet yeah. I saw. I yeah. was like, are you serious? <laughs> that's what it's come to now. Um, but some guy that has been in the league. For a little bit, just enough to get his feet wet. Sam Darnold. This has probably been the more black and white, you know, on opinions on Twitter. You either hate this guy or you think he has potential. Now, I wasn't the biggest fan of him at USC because I saw him turn the ball over. I saw the bad mistakes, but then he starts throwing these good passes and he's as accurate as can be. And then, you know, ESPN, like, oh my gosh, this Sam Darnold, he's the best prospect since like Andrew Luck. Like, kind of what they're saying with like, Trevor Lawrence, like he was so hyped up as a prospect and rightfully so. Like he was a good quarterback. He just couldn't get rid of those bad decisions. Kind of like another quarterback we'll talk about here in a minute, but Sam Darnold, you talk about fit and schemes for a quarterback. You get drafted by the jets who trade away your best wide receiver, 
when you're trying to get over that hump with Robbie Anderson. Then he ends up being a top five wide receiver in the league this year with yards. You have Jamison Crowder. Your best guy on defense gets sent away. Your head coach is delusional. You don't really know what's going on, and you're still in your 20s. He was one of the youngest guys drafted. How do you feel about that? Is, do, you, do you blame it more on Sam Darnold's talent and ability or just not being at the right place? Uh, clearly not at the right place. I mean, and then you have to add in that coming from California to New York City is, is you know, that, that's a that's a culture shock. It really is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, laid back atmosphere, West Coast, hustle and bustle, East Coast. It's cold. You're coming from warm weather. I mean, so many other factors to play into that. But the biggest factor is you're, you're playing for a crap show. I mean, it's it, the Jets are about as bad an organization as there is in sports. And, you know, they're, they're, they stuck with a coach they should have never hired in the first place. Um, you know, and, and that, that kind of stunted the growth of, of Sam Darnold. You know, I mean, if you, if you look at when he was coming out of USC, you know, I'm a Penn State guy, so – I remember the Rose Bowl game. And oh, I was yeah, that's a good like, game. Man, this guy, you know, he can throw every pass. Uh, you know, he's fearless with the ball. I mean, he can do a lot of things. But I always know in my mind, he's not a quarterback that's single-handedly going to beat you. He needs some talent around him. He didn't have that in New York. So I think that, you know, he kind of got an unfair, unfair shake. I, I personally think the Jets, who you know, should keep him and continue to try to grow with him, but get some talent around him for once. Uh, but if he's available and if he's made available, that is definitely a player that I would entertain if I were Washington, um, because I do think that he's got some really good football left ahead of him. I don't know if he's going to ever be like a perennial all pro, but I don't think with Ron Rivera and this offense, they need that. I think that they just need a guy that can really manage a game really well. And on occasion, take the ball down the field. That could be Sam Darnold. Yeah, I've, I've been in the same boat with you. Unless Deshaun Watson is in, obviously, I think the Jets should keep him and use all this draft capital that they have to just build around them. Like, why just start all over? You know, I mean, yes, Zach Wilson might be like the next big thing. Justin Fields, guy. who so. Yeah, oh, yeah, I, I, could t- I could talk about Zach Wilson all day long. <laughs> but I started that hype train way back in October. I was like, I can't wait to see everyone just flip out about this guy. But I'm with you with Sam Darnold. Like I feel like the potential is there. You have to think about like you know we say well with Heineke you never know like he could just pop off. We don't know what his ceiling is. We don't know what Kyle Allen's ceiling is either. I feel like you know he started clicking right before he got hurt. You saw some flashes. He was probably the most efficient quarterback play we had last season, and then he goes down. I feel like with Sam Darnold it's that same thing, but there's more risk because you're talking about like a second round pick and like a fourth round pick. Like would you even entertain something like that if you're talking draft capital? If I could, if I could do a third and a fourth, I would do mm-hmm. it for Sam Darnold. Um, not a second, not for a young team that, you know, although they won the division, you know, they they did it at seven and nine. So you still, you know, you still have some room to grow and mm-hmm. get better. I just don't believe in mortgaging your future. I mean, if you're a team that's on the cusp of the Super Bowl, let's just look at Tampa as a perfect scenario. You knew they had talent on their team. You just, you just knew it wasn't at the right position where they needed it to be and uh tom brady comes in yeah they did add in let's not let's not kid ourselves leonard fournette wasn't there last year gronkowski wasn't there last year antonio brown wasn't there last year so he brought in some more talent but you already had godwin there you had evans there um you had um, oj howard there i know he got hurt but they had some talent already there ronald jones 
they just needed the, the right person to lead them. And I think that that's where Washington is right now. If they can get the right person at quarterback to lead, and if it's already someone that's on the roster and Allen or Heineke will find out, if it's someone they have to go out and get draft or, or, or you know, sign as a free agent or make a big blockbuster trade, if, if they can get that position solidified, all you have to do, guys, is look at Alex Smith. When Alex Smith was able to play a heady, steady veteran, he was 5-1 and one as their starter. Yeah. So if you can go out and get yourself a solid, solid, you know, option at that position, this team could be real interesting next year. They might be able to make a leap. I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but but I definitely think that winning the division won't be a pipe dream and it won't be an excuse to say there was a bad division this year. I mean, they realistically this year probably should have won 10 games, if you think about it. Just wanted to take a quick time out to let y'all know that this episode is brought to you by 500 Level, who specializes in officially licensed t-shirts to help you rep your favorite teams and players. Yes, that includes Washington, but also some of your favorite MLB, NBA, NHL, it doesn't matter, even wrestling. So check out 500level.com, use our code BNP20 to save 20% off your order, and don't forget, check out the Washington football team section and get your favorite shirts to help rep our team. Now back to the show. Oh yeah, yeah. a lot of close ones. I, I was. Yeah. I, this just came to me thinking about how you're right with Tampa Bay. A lot of it was set in place and all that was missing was the quarterback. Let, let me take you back uh, about a year this time. And I, this just came to me. What if Washington had landed uh, Amari Cooper? And we're sitting here talking about two legit wide receivers, a tight end in Logan Thomas that overproduced. Would you be willing then to go after a quarterback like Deshaun Watson and give up a little bit more? Yeah. Would we be talking differently about the quarterback position is what I'm asking. Yeah, I, I definitely think we would be. Um, if they were to have gotten Amari Cooper, which I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a big proponent of that trade either or, or that free agent signing sure. either. I'm glad it didn't happen. Um, nothing against Amari Cooper, but to me, he and McLaurin are kind of very similar as far as how they play. I just think they, that this team needs a, a really nice possession receiver. Let's face it, it was probably going to be Kelvin Harmon before he got hurt, you know, so mm -hmm. maybe if he can yeah. come back, maybe they already have that on the roster, you know, so they're not that far off. But, yeah, you know, I, I think um, there were a couple things that could have happened. You know, Mari Cooper could have been here. And if you had that in play and it was a, a position you don't have to worry about shoring up, then, yeah, maybe you do see who on that defensive side of the ball you can throw in a trade as bait or something like that. But. Man, I, I don't know. I'm just – I'm a little selfish, man. I think um, when you think of the defensive line, I want to see them with Matt Ioannidis back in the mix yeah. too. I mean, that's mm -hmm. my guy right there. And he, he's – he plays with a super high motor. So you think of him coming back and, and maybe Landon Collins coming back. I mean, the defense could get even better if that's – you know, it's kind of scary thought to think about. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because it seems like not signing Amari Cooper turned out to be such a you know silver lining, especially with the cap this yeah. year. Yeah, like we're not owed that, and you know the, the wide receiver draft is so deep. There's still so many free agents available, like Allen Robinson, you know Kenny Galladay, some of those guys, Curtis Samuel. Um, 
I, I'm, I mean, obviously, I love Amari Cooper because sure. he's one of my favorite guys at Bama, but it seems like not signing him turned out to be a well, really good thing for us. Well, and I think I remember seeing that Washington actually offered more. Yeah. Uh, he just wanted to stay in doubt. And maybe I'm wrong on that, but you're right. It absolutely could, uh, you know, affect how much cap space they have this year and uh, affect their spending this year for sure. Well, that was actually a good move by Washington because it drove up the price, asking price for Amari Cooper. And mm. now that's affecting Dallas. Win again. Salary. Chestnut checkers. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> affecting their salary cap. Listen, guys, I, I, I'll say this. And I'm not trying to be, you know, a homer, be biased, you know, nitty lion. We are, you know, but Alan Robinson, if you get him, it changes the whole dynamic of this team on offense. And it changes, it, it pretty much kind of solidifies the hierarchy in this division, if you ask me, because mm. I think Alan Robinson's the missing piece for this offense to really take off as far as throwing the football. I don't know if you really do need a top flight, you know, top three quarterback in order to run this offense, if you have Allen Robinson, you probably won't um, yeah. need that. So now maybe you can go with the Heineke or Allen and, and, and see who wins that job. But I, I just know in this offense and from the history of Ron Rivera, um, Cam Newton was an MVP, was, was just a great phenomenal player, but, they didn't ask him to, you know, to do a whole lot throwing the football. It was the dynamic of his legs and, you know, how they mixed it up with him. And remember, they, they were running the football. You know, they had two two bowling ball type running backs with Ron Rivera and Carolina. So I don't think this offense is ever going to be an offense that's looking to score 40 points a game and pass the ball over 300 yards a game. That's not how this is going to be done. They're going to still run the football. And, and and they're going to, you know, take their chances down the field. I'm glad you brought that up because that leads me to my next guy, Jameis Winston. <laughs> it was pretty much everything you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, Jameis has been one of those guys that people say, hey, you know, we saw what he did at Tampa Bay, breaking records, good and bad records. You have to note the positive and the negative. Um, you see a little bit of a flash with him with New Orleans, but it seems like they weren't willing to go, you know, in with him at all. And I've always never understood why they love Taysom Hill so much. I think he's terrible. I, I don't even want to get started because I could rant about that for like an hour. I don't know why they even like Taysom Hill. But anyways, Jameis Winston, you see a little bit of a flash with him, and people are saying, all right, bring him here. He's going to be super cheap. This is my thing with Jameis. If you bring him in, you are going against shaking you everything. off. You better convince him. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't I don't want Jameis Winston. I'm, okay. I'm, he's, I think he's going to love what I have to say. If you bring in Jameis Winston, you are going against everything you stood for the last like two years. Well, you are well, looking for. Go ahead. It, well, you you hit on something there, and <clears throat> excuse me. And I was just gonna say, you can't go from Alex Smith to it, no offense to a Jameis Winston. I mean, you just you just let your Jameis Winston version go, and Dwayne Haskins, you know. Yeah. So, you, you whoever you bring in, or whoever's on the roster to be your quarterback, has to be of the highest character. And as far as the highest leadership in the room, because this team is set up to to ride off their quarterback. I mean, there's no way getting around this with this Washington football team. They are set up for their quarterback to be the leader in the room. And if the quarterback's not doing that, this isn't going to work because that's that's the one thing you can say about Ron Rivera. He's all about accountability, leadership, professionalism. All those things that need to fall back on your franchise player, which is normally what? Your quarterback. 
So this team is set up to, to have that. And if they don't get it, they're not going to be able to sustain any success that they've had. Yeah. Like for me, it's like you go from Alex Smith, whose job was to not just, you know, go out and force to win the game is to protect the game, win the game by not losing the game. Take what was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you yeah. have Jameis Winston who's going to say, forget about it. I'm going to let this thing go. If we lose, we lose. I'm still going to get 500 yards, three touchdowns, and four interceptions. You're going yeah, against everything you wanted. Well, Jameis doesn't fit this offense. You know, yeah. this offense needs a, a, a mobile quarterback. And uh, I think we saw that with, 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 with Taylor. You know, um, you saw that in the playoff game. It just like the offense was like, where's this offense been all year? Um, and I know there are a lot of people that came, you know, would come back at me on, on social media because I said that I thought Taylor Heineke actually had the best performance, excuse me, against Tampa's defense, you know, in the playoffs all the way through Super, their Super Bowl. I, think, I agree with you. I and agree. statistically, he did. I mean, it was proven fact that he had the highest ranking quarterback game in the playoffs outside of Brady in the Super Bowl. So um, there was no coincidence with that. But a lot of people were like, oh, well, you know, um, Tampa was missing, you know, I think David, their linebacker, and they were missing some other pieces. And I'm like, and Washington was missing their starting quarterback. (laughs) So stop. I mean, He was at ODU last week. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I was at ODU taking exams. I mean, so again, yeah, I don't want to hear that there was no game tape out on this guy. And I, I mean, listen, he played really well, and he did some things that we hadn't seen any quarterback do here in a long time. So yeah, he played himself into a two-year contract. He played himself into what we all said: don't hand anyone anything. But this guy played himself in position to be given an opportunity to compete for the starting quarterback spot. And that's what Washington's doing. I have no problem with it. Well, I I like what you said about uh, having a mobile quarterback, because I really think that a lot of Alex's turnovers were due to the fact that he just couldn't get out of the pocket and was probably trying to force it a little bit. And there were times when I'm sure we were all like, gosh, if we just had a guy that was fully healthy and could have scrambled out of there, you know, he could have made something out of nothing. And you're right. That's exactly what Taylor Heineke did. So you're right. I wonder if that that scratches off a lot of these quarterbacks this offseason, Jameis Winston, maybe some others um, who, yeah, you know, a guy that just doesn't move as well as somebody else. I mean, that's kind of it's kind of where we are in the NFL. I mean, Tom Brady even still can move around in the pocket a little bit, but he's he's kind of an outlier. Right. I mean, everybody else has got to be able to move, got to be able to shift a little bit. And so. That's a good point, and I wonder if uh, Ron's already ticked a couple guys off because of that trait. Well, think yeah, Richard it. Sherman. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, think about it. Um, uh, Kyle Allen is also a mobile guy. You yeah. Know? So, so you got two guys, you know, that that can move around in the pocket and extend some plays, and uh, and I think that that's where this offense will have some success. Naturally, you know, if you could get a supreme athlete back there. You, you really will see some maybe some things that we've never seen. But but for those two guys, for right now, I'm okay. Um, I, I still think you might be able to get a guy like Trask from, from Florida who, who's got some upside. He's a big, strong Mac Jones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, first and foremost, the guy that I want from his team is Kadarius Tony. I mean, that that's – Oh, you, no. You, you get him. Ooh, I think you make nice you make Kyle Pitts, on. right? That's that that to me is Tyreek Hill 2.0, but with a little bit more wiggle. So yeah. 
That's Jalen Waddle, but I'll let it slide. Um, <laughs> Do you hear this Bama bias that I have to deal yeah, with every I, time? And, and like, I, I, where? I don't no see way it. That you're going to get any of those Bama receivers. They're going to be no. long gone before before 19 comes around. Look, we can draft our walk on in the second round. I don't care. Just get one. No, I'm just kidding. We'll get a Bama guy this year. It's tricky. We have plenty on the team, but yeah. we're going to get more. Don't worry. But you talk about Millbilly, and what I was going to say is Richard Sherman had an interview on a podcast, and he was talking about Mac Jones. He's like, I think that's why he's getting a lot of hate because the NFL is trending towards that way. You want a mobile quarterback. So one of the last things I had now for free agency was Marcus Mariota. Obviously known for being able to use his feet, one of the more exciting quarterbacks in college when he was at Oregon. Loved watching him play. You see him at Tennessee. Didn't have too much help. It seems like they finally started building with, you know, once Tannehill started clicking, obviously Derrick Henry comes in. Corey Davis, you know, hits his stride after his, you know, rookie year was pretty bad. But you see him go to Oakland. You see him play that one game when Carr got hurt, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, Marcus Mariota, we forgot about him. Like, he needs to come to Washington. What's your thoughts on Mariota? I saw you shaking your head. Is that a good shake or a bad shake? No, I don't want him. <laughs> I mean, oh. <laughs> sorry, he's a, guys. He's a great, great guy. I mean, you know, class act. He's talented. But I, I just honestly in my heart don't know if there's such an up. Is that – an upgrade over Heineke? Is it an upgrade over Allen? Guys that know this offense. I don't think it is. Maybe from a talent standpoint, there's a slight upgrade, but now he's got to learn the playbook. He's got to get familiar with guys in the locker room. You're almost going backwards to go forward, and you kind of already have that here now. You already have your offense is already jump started right now as we speak, as far as the two quarterbacks in the room, because they know the system. They may not have, you know, the skills to, to throw the ball 80 yards, stuff like that. But what they can do is orchestrate the offense. And now you're not starting week one, two, three, four behind the eight ball and trying to catch up, you know, to where this defense is naturally going to already be. So, so again, if you just look at the, 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 the games from this past year, if they had steady play at quarterback, and not the injuries, guys, I'm telling you, 10 wins was just sitting on the plate right there in front of them. So if you can bring that same group back healthy a year later in the offense and more importantly, trusted by their teammates, because I think a lot of guys weren't sure about Heineke, but then when they saw that, he became like their guy. You know, they already felt that way about Kyle Allen, believe it or not, before he got hurt. So I just think there's a chemistry with this group that you can't break up by bringing in another another quarterback that's going to have to learn the system or something like that. So maybe that's why if you're going to go out and get somebody else, maybe it is Cam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we see like reports and rumors. We don't know what's true, obviously. There's so much smoke. It's free agency season. Like this is what's going to happen. Like, going into the draft, you're just going to hear everything. But you hear that Washington was interested in Mariota. And then it kind of got to where, like, why are we going to trade something for this guy when they're going to have to release him because his, his cap hits, like, I think almost yeah. 11 mil. Well, is it worth waiting and seeing if he would take a lower pay? Like, say he says, I'll come play for y'all for 8 mil. You still wouldn't take him? No. And, and you know, I, I can say this, guys. You know, I, 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 I talked to quite a few people in the building, and uh, <laughs> the majority of the stuff you guys are hearing is – there's a reason why you don't see me as much over the last two, three weeks. And it's because it I, I specifically, every time, every, the end of February, first two weeks of March, normally I'm in Indianapolis for the combine. Naturally, right. there is no combine this year. 
Mm-hmm. So for me, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and kind of lay low for like two, three weeks, not disappear, but just watch what goes out. And <laughs> I've laughed at some of the stuff I've seen because there's no truth to most of it. Um, yeah, the team's made some inroads about certain quarterbacks. I can't, I, I can't mention names, um, but, you know, two of them would make perfect sense. Uh, one of them, though, however, is I don't think his team's going to let him go. You guys can put that those two things. Is it Jimmy G? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, hey, I'm just saying that that's a little nugget I know about. But no, anyways. no, I was talking Derek Carr. But no, oh, no yeah. No. And, and and I'm not. Again, Derek Carr is not a mobile quarterback. I'm just I I just think that right now in this league you got to have some wheels and. You know, in this offense, you have to have some wheels. If you can do some things with your legs, Scott Turner is, is going to look awfully good to a lot of people as far as his offensive coordinators. So, I, I you know, I, I just think that right now, if the season, if they, if, if somebody held a gun to the team and said, hey, starting the season tomorrow, and these are your two quarterbacks that you currently have, they'll be perfectly fine with that. I can assure you that. Um, but come draft day, if one of these quarterbacks that they do like happens to be sitting on the board when it's time for them to pick, they're not going to be afraid to make that move either. Uh, but then and again, you know, Steven Montez is a guy that they do like as well. So I don't know if a quarterback being drafted um, early, I don't know if that's going to be in play for this team. Well, uh, let me ask it so it doesn't sound biased coming from Josh, but do you think that Mac Jones is a realistic option? Do you think that he makes sense here? Could it happen at 19 or, you know, around there if they have to move up a little bit? Is, is Mac Jones, on, you, you think he's potentially in the cards? Yeah, he, I do. Absolutely. I know he is, and I know that they like him. Um, <laughs> if he's at 19, you, you, you really have to, you, you have to look and see who else is there. Now, I'm saying this, and I know Josh doesn't want to hear this, but if 19 comes around and Kadarius Toney's there and Mac Jones is there, I'm running to the podium for Kadarius Toney because you need that a little bit more than you need Mac Jones right now. And the reason why I say that is because if Mac Jones comes in here, they're not handing him that job. So he will not play. He will not be under center this year if in a perfect world. So – you know, do you really want to do that? Or do you want to show up another position where the guy will be on the field from day one and, and, and give your quarterback some much needed help on the outside? So, again, I think for this team, if, if they have a stud receiver sitting there for them, um, you know, maybe Jalen Waddle falls to 19. I doubt it. Mm. But if he did, I'm, I'm grabbing him and I'm not losing any sleep over yeah. that. I've been on the best player available train. Obviously, a lot's going to be depending on what happens in free agency. Even like guys like Zayvon Collins, uh, Rashad mm-hmm. Bateman from Minnesota, like those guys, if they're at 19, you have to consider it. Because like yeah, you said, Bate- there's an Bateman, instant need. Yeah, Bateman's really good. You know, Big Ten guy and, you know, big receiver on top of that. Uh, Great route runner. Kit, they're also uh, Rondell Moore from Purdue. Um, oh, yeah. You know, there's He's a firecracker. that are. Yeah, they're, they're guys that are out there that could come here instantly and, and help. Um, but as far as like the home run, home run hits, the guys that are just next level players, I mean, it's your two receivers from Bama. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, Jamar Chase will be long gone from LSU. But I like LSU has another receiver. Um, now I'm going brain dead I'm talking to you. Terrence um, Marshall. Terrence Marshall. And Terrence yeah. Marshall 
could be a second or third round still for somebody out there. He's that good. Yeah. So oh yeah. This this team has a chance to to help themselves tremendously and they've got a lot of money uh you know to go out and get some free agents as well. So I'm just going to say, listen, and I'll, I'll leave it as far as all the quarterback chatter. If I'm Washington and I have to step out of the building to sign a free agent, it would be Cam Newton if, if I were them. Because I, I want guys that know this system where you're not starting from scratch. We've seen I agree. that experience, that experiment, it doesn't work. <laughs> now, I want to ask your opinion on one thing, and then I want you to give us your prediction. It, it might be Cam Newton. But this is this is where I stand on the quarterbacks. You have, like you said, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, Montez, practice squad. If you sign any kind of free agent, we're not drafting a quarterback. No. Because why are you going to send third round, mm. fifth round, seventh round quarterback to the practice, practice squad to start squad. the season? You wouldn't. Yeah. You would have Montez be your practice squad quarterback. Exactly. And, and it People, would all make perfect sense. So they're not yeah. – they're not drafting a quarterback. It just it just doesn't make sense. Um, you know, maybe maybe you like someone that you can draft maybe in the sixth round or seventh round. Then maybe, you know, you figure something like that out. But too many holes on this team to worry about just a quarterback in the draft. When Don't you just draft one because you need to. Out there. It, right. Exactly. Yeah. And this team is the perfect example of that. I mean, they wouldn't have gotten Cam Curl if they would have gone with some random seventh round quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So that yeah. absolutely makes a whole lot of sense. Go ahead, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, no, I, I mean, that was that was the steal of the draft for this yeah. team. And uh, you know, you got yourself. You know, I, I personally think they've got two bookend young safeties now with Jeremy Reeves as well. So uh, it's just so many things that. See, this is what we've always been used to doing here as far as media, as far as fans. It, the off-seasons were always, you know, wishing, you know, maybe if we did this or you do that, this could come together. Well, we saw some really good coaching this year, and we saw some guys evaluate some talent that I don't know if the other coaching staffs would have seen. Uh, they yeah. probably wouldn't have even given Cam Curl an opportunity, let alone, you know, a chance to start. So now – you know, you have him there, and I'm saying this, a healthy Landon Collins, I still wouldn't put him back in over Cam Curl. I'm finding Landon Collins a, a hybrid position on that defense, maybe move him to outside linebacker and see what he can do. Um, but at the end of the day, I like those two young safeties that they finished the season with. Before we move on to quarterback, because I want to hear your, your prediction too, I want to hear one more prediction while we're kind of talking about the draft. Taking into account all the moves you think they're going to make in free agency and all that, do you think the uh, first-round pick is an offensive or a defensive guy? I think it's an offensive guy. I do. <clears throat> I think it's going to be a receiver, personally. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, if Waddle or Tony are sitting there at 19, I just don't know how – I mean, anyone that 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 really watches football knows that those two guys could come in and be. I mean, for all intents and purposes, they could be better than McLaurin. <laughs> I mean, and that's a good thing to say because now you could have one A and one B, and and sure. literally and really cheap. Yeah, yeah, really cheap. And who are you yeah. going to deal with on the outside? I mean, Logan Thomas will have an even bigger year next year if they if you can get another guy on the outside. Um. So yeah, I I, 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 don't, I don't think I mean, but but when you're picking 19 guys, 
that means you had a pretty good season. You you probably got in the mm-hmm. playoffs somehow, which they did. And, and you kind of at 19, once you start to get to that 19, 20 range, you're starting to just pick for the best guy on your board. If your best guy on your board happens to be a defensive end, then you got to change that approach this year <laughs> because <Yeah. laughs> you, you don't need that. You Trade really back. Don't. And, and, but you have other holes. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they're going to go offense first. I do. I like it. Okay. So let's get into predictions. I'll start. I want to hear what y'all have to say. Like I was saying, I think if we sign a free agent, we don't draft one. Mm-hmm. So we're going to learn a lot here in the next few weeks with free agency. But if we get to the draft, don't think we're just desperate to trade up for a quarterback. We're desperate to get a guy. I honestly think Ron and company are comfortable starting Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke, worst case scenario, without setting the team back in the future. Absolutely. So honestly, I think that we do sign a free agent. I don't think it's Cam. I'm going to be honest with you. You're going you're gonna to be mad at me late, but I think they go out on a limb and at least kick the rocks on a guy like Marcus Mariota because he can use his feet. He does have so much to learn. If it doesn't work out, okay, you tried it. You know, it wasn't too much. Say he's eight, nine mil. You have enough cap. You know, we saved some with Alex Smith. We still have some spending money. But he's used to, he was just a backup last year. And I don't see Marcus Mariota being a guy who's going to be like, um, you know, like Jameis or something like that. She's like, oh, I'm a backup now. Like Cam Newton is not going to take a backup role. I don't see him being like that at all. I feel like he would come in here, you know, try to contribute to the team. However, just like how he did in Oakland. When his when he had the opportunity to step in, his name was called, he stepped up and did it. Um, but like I said, if we don't sign a guy, don't think that we're just half to draft a guy. Like Kellen Mond, maybe in the mid-round, something like that. Cool, but don't think we're going to trade up to seven just because we didn't sign a free agent. So I think we do bring in some kind of vet guy, not just draft another young guy. As much as I want it to be Mac Jones, I don't think that it's going to happen. Brian, what, what's your prediction? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think they're going to kick the tires on literally everything. I, I mean, why wouldn't you when you when like we've been saying, they've got the defense to make something happen. They've got a couple of playmakers. We think they're going to sign or draft somebody else. And that leaves you with just a whole a big, huge hole at quarterback. So I think they really are going to try for everything. But I think like we've kind of been talking about, there's something to be said about these two guys knowing the offense and Heineke and Allen. I honestly think that um, I think that Allen actually is your your week one starter. I, I think that he works his way back. I think Ron knows him the best. I mean, he already praised him, saying that this team could have done about the same or better had he stayed healthy. Um, and I I, th- I think that they try everything. I just don't know that anything works or anything falls into place. And uh, they feel good with these two guys, like you said. Maybe they bring in another veteran to to compete. Um, but I, I really, I really think that Kyle Allen is your week one starter and or Taylor Heineke. I mean, they're kind of interchangeable for me, but I, I would probably lean towards Kyle Kyle Allen. But I mean, I'm hoping for a bigger name than that, obviously. But I think you can go, you can do a lot worse than two guys that that know your system and and know it well. Yeah, and have succeeded somewhat. Lake, sure. you got one spot to fill in the quarterback room. Who gets it? You know, I think I'm going to look at a guy, a free agent out there, a guy that, you know, you guys mentioned Mariota, and I do agree with your assessment as far as him. If he were to come here and not win the job, he wouldn't powder sulk. He would be, you know, the ultimate backup. Um, But the guy that I think has played that role as well, which I thought kind of got a bad rap, I think a guy like Jacoby Brissett, you know, Mm. is a guy that could be available. Uh, You know, he – 
had some success in Indy, and I was kind of shocked actually that they went out and got Philip Rivers. Bigger name, of course, but the results weren't necessarily any different from Brissett, you know. So, uh, you know, he could be a guy that's mobile, a little bigger, veteran, been in the league for like six, seven years. So maybe, you know, that's a guy who had a run in New England. That's where it started. So, you know, maybe he's a guy that they could entertain where it's a safe look. If he comes in and outplays the guys, he's your starter. If not, then, you know, you still have another quality quarterback on your roster. Yeah, he. I feel like my best friend's an indie fan, so like I, I watched them pretty religiously. But I feel like he's been one of the more underappreciated guys. Like he's been Absolutely. in a tough situation. Like he just comes up, like Andrew looks, like, "Hey guys, I'm out." And he's just like, "Oh, I guess like this is my team now." And then like, "Oh, we're gonna go get Philip Rivers, by the way. We're just gonna use him for one year. Like you don't really have a role right now." He's just like, "All yeah. right, well, like I guess that's cool. Like I don't really know what to do." Yeah, I didn't like that um, at all because I thought yeah. I thought he had played pretty well for the Colts. You know, before I think he got injured. He's, a, he's smart. Um, he's a smart quarterback. Yeah, yeah, but and he has also, some mobility. Yeah, he and he has some mobility. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a big, durable guy. So. You know, a, a guy like that, I think you could take a look at. Mariota, you can take a look at. I, I mean, it's just that the, they're – I don't know if any of these free agent quarterbacks are guys that are going to really carry you and sustain you as a, as a really good team. Um, the guy that I think I would, I would really take a chance on before anyone, if, it, if, you know, he was available and I didn't have to give up anything for him, it would be Sam Darnold. That that's who I would go with, but I don't see that happening. And I just think that the starting quarterback for Washington, I agree with you guys, it, it's going to be between Allen and, and Heineke. And and I think most people should be comfortable with that. Yeah. I Like I said, I think Ron and them are a hundred percent comfortable. Worst case scenario, if their guy doesn't fall to them or they're not going to give away so many picks just to say, Oh, we need a quarterback. I think they're comfortable starting Allen and Heineke both if they're healthy. We still have to see what happens with Allen. Do you think that, a new deal gets done soon with Allen or like what, what kind of timetable do you think we have with him? Oh, I think they want to get it done. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, clearly before free agency kicks off, you know, he'll have something. So I'd say in the next two weeks, you'll probably see something done with that. Um, I know he's working hard, you know, um, rehabbing, getting himself, you know, together. And I'm sure he knows he's got an opportunity to compete as well. And that's a good thing because now you have two guys that are really competing. And, and they can't have too many errors as far as to win the job, you know, it won't be handed to anyone. Last year it was handed to mm. Dwayne Haskins and, you know, the, we, we knew that he probably wasn't ready for it, but that's what they needed to do at the time. Alex Smith wasn't necessarily healthy to the point to come back yet. So this could be something different where now you have two capable bodies that are starting quality for your team, maybe not other teams around the league, but for your team. Yes. Cause they both, proved when they played that they could do some things exceptionally well and, and guys wouldn't you say that these guys are kind of similar in stature mm-hmm. like oh yeah they both can move around they don't have the strongest arm but they are more daring with the football you know they will take chances and i'm okay with that yeah it's definitely a different feel you're not pressured to start your first round draft pick and just feel like everything rides on him there's no favorites it's just an open competition and those two guys are going to push each other i feel well, like that can make them get even better well, and you have the defense that can make up for it if they do try to push it a little much. You have the kind of defense that's going to get have your back as well. And, I mean, this defense in year one under Ron and, and Jack Del Rio started uh, four different quarterbacks. So it can't be any crazier than that, hopefully. So, I mean, they've, they've done it before, and 
uh, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely with you. You could do a lot worse than the two quarterbacks they already have in the room. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yep. Well, guys, we will see some moves being made soon. The tag deadline's days away, and then free agency kicks off. Lake, appreciate you spending your time with us, man. It's been a blast, Thanks, as always. Go ahead and let the fans know if they don't follow you on Twitter, which is a shame. They need to. <laughs> Where do they follow you, Lake? Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Lake Lewis and uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Lake Lewis Jr. And then, of course, you know, the, the work we have up on our sportsjourney.com. Um, tomorrow, you know, I, I've, I've been saying this for like the last two weeks, but yeah, I'm getting back to my podcast tomorrow. Uh, after so practice, let's go. After, yeah, after practice uh, with Lake Lewis. So, nice. yeah, this is kind of like my warm up before, you know, tomorrow. So, I definitely appreciate it. <laughs> you had no rust at all, Lake. So, I appreciate you yeah. coming on, man. And we will see y'all next week. I've been ungrateful, but thankful. Maybe I got it all too fast, too soon. Been living like no feelings, no rules. And I've been trying to make it last, make it move. Make it move. But I'm a hop in this point and like a fool. Excuse me, I've been ungrateful. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.